Okay, let's see here. It is 10 April. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Excuse me, sir. Are you pregnant? That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, here we are. It's Palm Sunday in Sarasota, Florida, and usually by this time of the year, it's about 95 degrees and 800% humidity, and instead we have uh, started out at 52. Actually, when I woke up at 3.30 this morning, it was 51.3 degrees, so it's nice and cool here, and uh, we're very thankful for a couple more cool days, and then after that, this will probably be the end of it. Although, when I was a kid, I do remember one time as late as June where it got cool. So it is possible, but it's very, very rare after mid-April. It may be mild and nice, but it will not be cool. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we have some visitors that have never been here before. The first two showed up this morning. I had no idea that they were coming. I even asked people when they come in, I said, did you send me an email? No, we just came. Uh, it's Ann and Terry Coy, and they're from Kalamazoo. Okay, Kalamazoo, which is in Michigan, is that right? Okay, and uh, they just showed up, and is the weather better here than there right now? Yeah, yeah they're shaking their head and got big smiles. It's very, very nice in Sarasota right now. We're just so blessed. And then Vic is here. We don't need to worry about uh, Vic. He's showed up. Good to see you, Vic. I was worried. Um, let's see here. And then we got some people. On Friday, I met with these uh, the parents for lunch. They came all the way from the UK. It's Gavin and Sherry Lind, and their son and daughter are also here. It's uh, Josh and Katie. So we've got this whole big family that's visiting. The Josh and Katie actually live in Sarasota, Florida. Recently, they were out in <laughs> California. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Had something in my throat. And... Coming from the UK, they were thoroughly surprised at how gross it was out there. And so we got several people here that have moved from California to Florida. So uh, they were completely taken back by the state of things in California. And they're here now. They live very close. They're over by Bee Ridge Road in that area, okay? And he, he almost was going crazy when I was meeting him. He was talking about they don't have uh, income tax, state income tax here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you guys got the right place, I'm telling you. So it's a real pleasure having you all here. But um, Gavin and Sherry, it is a real pleasure having you here because you came all the way from the UK and then you decided to spend some time with us. And we appreciate that. So um, let's see here. Um, anything else? Uh, oh, yeah. Talking about the weather. Today's forecast, Ron put this on the board, today's forecast is the Lord rains and the sun shines. So I thought I'd let you know that's how it is in Sarasota, Florida. All right, we got some news from Israel today. Uh, let's see, from Breitbart. Two Ukrainians, two fathers, and Arab Christian cop killed in terror attack in Israel. Now, this is about a week and a half ago, but I thought I'd show you some of the progression of what uh, happened after this. Now, the Palestinians, of course, uh, were the perpetrators of this, and one of them, as I said, was an Arab Christian cop. So we'll go on from there. From the Times of Israel, Lapid reportedly bristled at Bennett's use of term Arab terror after B'nai Barak attack. Okay, Bennett has not been a great prime minister, in my opinion, and he's put his foot in his mouth with this one. He said Arab terror. 
Arab is a culture, and they're making peace with Arab nations all over, and he uses that term instead of saying Palestinian terror. And so Lapid was right on this. Uh, Foreign Minister Lapid rejected Prime Minister Bennett's use of the term Arab terror in a statement following the latest deadly attack. And there were several attacks. Uh, we had the one that I read about, and there are others. But uh, uh, it was over the past week. Lapid raised the issue during a security assessment. We need to maintain restraint. It's not right to use terms like Arab terror. And I would agree with that because even in Israel itself, there are many, many Arabs, and we know one right here that attends this church, who, by the way, it's their anniversary today, if you didn't know that. So uh, make sure you say a prayer for their happiness for many more years. But um, uh, she's an Arab, okay? And she's a citizen of Israel. And it's not the Arabs that are doing this per se, it is the Palestinians. So Lapid was right on calling Bennett out. But Bennett got something right as well from the Times of Israel. Bennett urges Israeli gun owners to strap up amid murderous terror wave. If you are capable of carrying a gun, you should. You should defend the people who are being attacked. Okay, I agree with that in all cultures that have the right to bear arms. Prime Minister Bennett calls on Israeli gun owners to arm themselves in public as he details various measures being taken in the wake of three deadly terror attacks over the past week. We are experiencing a murderous terror wave, and as in all previous waves, this time we will also overcome. Okay, so that's his recommendation. He got that right. From the Times of Israel, firearm applications skyrocket after spate of terror attacks. Now, the reason why I'm reading this is because I am a pro-gun person. I believe that people that can carry guns should carry guns, legally, of course. And the reason why is because there are people that want to do harm to other people in this nation and around the world. And so uh, it shows you that when things go south, of course, people start wanting to carry guns. This happened in Israel. Well, guess what happened in Ukraine just recently? The Ukraine was having problems. They were attacked. And all of a sudden, they're issuing guns to all of their citizens. Okay, that wouldn't be necessary if all of their citizens were armed. All right, from uh, 1,500 applications filed in one day, how many over a week compared to 60 per day normally? So people realize I better get armed because we got people that want to kill us. All right, if you disagree with the gun agenda, don't carry a gun. But you should not try to limit other people's ability to carry a gun. I'll tell you what, you look at the difference in what happened in our nation and some of the nations that have surrendered their guns with the coronavirus thing. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference in how that government has come down on their people and what happened to them. This is real serious stuff. When you relinquish one of your rights, the rest are gonna go, okay? All right, Breitbart. Palestinians celebrate, hand out candy after terror attack that killed five in Tel Aviv. Mm -hmm. They killed an Arab, one of their supposed brothers, and they're handing out candy and they're celebrating, having a party day. Okay, there you go. That's the mentality of what Israel has to deal with. From Breitbart, Michael Oren, terror against Israel is working because the New York Times sugarcoats it. Former Israeli ambassador to the U.S., Michael Oren, slammed the New York Times and other mainstream media outlets for sugarcoating Palestinian terrorism and pinning the blame for the recent terror attacks on Israel for overlooking the Palestinian issue. In its coverage of a historic summit in the Negev Desert, attended by four Arab foreign ministers, as well as Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, the Times chastised Israel for the absence of the Palestinian leadership from the discussion. 
Why didn't they chastise the UAE and Bahrain, UAE and Bahrain and all of these other people, right? They just picked on Israel, even though there's other countries that were involved in this. While top diplomats from the UAE, Bahrain, Morocco, all remarked that such a summit was the answer to terror, the Times and other outlets devoted multiple column inches to how the Palestinians were kept away, thereby emboldening terrorists. Well, this has nothing to do with the Palestinians. They have their own land. They are doing their own thing, and they weren't invited because they have nothing productive to add to this particular meeting. The New York Times and other Western media claimed that the spate of murderous terrorist attacks against Israel is proof that the Palestinian issue cannot be overlooked. Well, if that was true, then all of the other times, the dozens and dozens and dozens of times that these people have attacked Israelis wouldn't apply, but they've been doing it all along. In fact, all the attacks were carried out by jihadists who reject any peace with Israel and are sworn to destroy it. Their argument from the New York Times is invalid. Those same terrorists aim to kill moderate Arabs and Americans alike. So there you go. From the Jerusalem Post, Iran is beginning to understand the Abraham Accords. All right. Iran was surprised to see the recent Negev summit where Israel hosted the foreign ministers of the UAE, Bahrain, Morocco, and Egypt. While Tehran has been shouting about the Abraham Accords since the beginning, accusing Arab states of betraying the Palestinian cause and threatening them against working with Israel, it appears that the Islamic Republic now understands that this new era of peaceful diplomacy is actually happening and it cannot prevent it. And it would not have happened if we did not have our previous president. Israel would be hemmed in and we would have a completely different scenario. But guess what? The Bible shows the scenario that we now see is possible right from Ezekiel because of Donald Trump. In a recent article at Tasnim News, which reflects the views of the IRGC, the Iranian media said that the Gulf states have become closer to Israel because they see the U.S. leaving the region. The U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan was one aspect of this new shift. Last year's U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan woke up the well-to-do sheikhs on the southern shores of the Persian Gulf and raised the question in their minds. Who is going to save security for countries that are mostly lacking in strategic depth and are on the verge of collapse? Iran's answer is that the Gulf states are shifting to Israel for support. Iran monitored these developments closely. They understand that the countries also have some concerns about it and its nuclear deal. It is clear that this meeting was held against Iran and provoked by the Zionist regime, says Iran. Tehran also followed closely another meeting where Egypt hosted Israel and the UAE, in which Iran says that regional defense cooperation against drones, missiles, and other hazards were on the agenda of the three leaders. It reads reports that this could mean shared air defense technology, including Israel's advances in laser technology. Recent reports in Gulf media have said Morocco wants Israel air defense systems. So these people are working together. Iran is kind of on the out, but that's okay because Iran... The terrorist regime of the Middle East has Joe Biden in their back pocket. And so this isn't going to make that much difference in what it says in Ezekiel 38 is going to happen. Okay, Iran is going to be, or Persia, according to the Bible, the Bible uses the terms of the original land establishments, is going to join in that alliance and they're going to come against Israel. But good news, they're going to get stomped. All right, from the Times of Israel. 
Bennett's government in crisis as Whip Silman quits stripping coalition of majority. Okay, this is something that uh, they no longer have a majority. The government may collapse. There's uh, some talk back and forth, people trying to pull her over into their party or him getting her back into uh, it or whatever. But it is something serious. Bennett has not been effective. He has not been able to keep the coalition together. And so we may have what we had for the past three years, one election after another with nothing ever getting done. And as I said, that's not a bad thing. When the government can't do anything, you're usually better off. So um, we got some news from Christianity here. And uh, before I give you our first couple of articles, I got a uh, thank you. Thank you, Charlie. I'm going through Galatians now for the second time. I'm all caught up. And you know what? I didn't put his name down and I don't remember offhand and I apologize about that. I had it and when I cut and pasted it over to my file for printing, I didn't put it. But anyway, one person has gone through all of our um, videos and he's going through Galatians a second time. And then another person that came down here just to get baptized. I'm all caught up. Don Murray has watched 502 sermons. He's caught up to Deuteronomy with us, and so now he's in the same week as we are. And he has, this is a guy that loves the Lord, and he said in his email to me that he has his baptism picture on his screensaver at work. So when somebody walks by, he can say, I want to tell you about Jesus, and this is my testament to it. So wonderful. Keep that as an idea when you are at work. You don't need to have any uh, funny screensavers. You can have something about your life and your testimony for Jesus. Great stuff. And then one other thing came in. I had to print it on a separate piece of paper, but this is so wonderful. I thought that I would read this to you. I didn't know about this. Okay. Um, This is from Ron Hicks. I just found a unique way to study the Bible. I've always had a passion for touch typing, and for many years, it seems I was stuck at around 45 words per minute. Over the years, I've had many typing tutor programs and finished them all. I've finished many of the web-based tutorials. So this guy is a guy that wants to type quicker, and he's trying these things, and it's not working out. And then he says, now I have a way to study the Word and improve my typing at the same time. It's called BibleTyper.app, B-I-B-L-E-T-Y-P-E-R.app, okay? It enables you to improve your typing skills and study the word at the same time. I really enjoy this app, and my average word per minute has gone from 40 to 50 in just one week. I plan on typing the entire Bible. And on 4.10, which was a couple days later, he emailed me. I told him to please send me progress reports from time to time. Tonight I finished Genesis chapters 25, 26, and 27. If he keeps this up, he can be done with this in less than a year the entire Bible. He will have typed, and he will also be processing the Word of God at the same time. My hat is off to him, and if this is something that you want to try, I recommend it highly, okay? All right, Uh, Christian news from Breitbart. Finland MP acquitted. I brought this lady up at least twice over the past years. She was just abused by the people that hate God in Finland. She's acquitted over insulting homosexuals with Bible verses. She quoted some Bible verses and they tried to charge her and have her thrown into jail. Finnish member of parliament, Pavi, and I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong, okay? Pavi Rasanen. It's got all these little umlauts over almost every vowel. And so whatever it is, it's probably something impossible to pronounce. Anyway, she was acquitted by a Helsinki court of incitement against a group of people over prior statements regarding homosexuality that included posting verses for the Holy Bible on social media. 
the district court of Helsinki acquitted Rasanen, a former Finnish interior minister. She was way up there in the government, and they're just trying to destroy this woman. Of all charges brought against her by prosecutors who alleged that she had incited hatred toward homosexuals in statements made in 2004, 2018, and 2019. The District Court of Helsinki threw out the charges against Rasanen in a 28-page ruling that determined the politician's statements fell within the realm of free speech and stated, it is not for the District Court to interpret biblical concepts. The Christian Democrat MP had previously described homosexuality as a disorder of psychosexual development and had posted verses from St. Paul's letter to the Romans on Instagram while speaking on the topic of a pride parade in Helsinki. And it's not just Paul that wrote these things. As I like to repeat to people time and again, the loving Jesus that these uh, left-wing churches all proclaim, the last page of the Bible has Jesus himself saying the sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will, they will not enter into the gates, is I think how he says it there. But this is something that Jesus personally is against, is sexual immorality. And any sex outside of marriage is sexual immorality. That's right. So that is, that is all-inclusive. The left doesn't like this. They want to promote every possible perversion in the world. But God will not tolerate this. Okay. Yeah, yes, marriage between a man and a woman is what the Bible teaches, okay? That's all there is to us. I'm glad you said that. Good reminder there. Um, okay, so the church of which I am a member has announced that it is the official partner of SETA Helsinki Pride 2019. How does the doctrine of the church, the Bible, fit in with a cause in which shame and sin are elevated to pride, she wrote. Rasanen posted a picture of Romans 1, 26 and 27, which reads, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. Well, I'm listening to my audio Bible right now, and I'm in the book of Romans. I just heard that yesterday on the way home from mission work. Uh, we'll go on. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. This is condemned by the Bible. This is condemned by Jesus. Okay? Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. She says, I'm so grateful the court recognized the threat to free speech and ruled in our favor. I feel a weight has been lifted off my shoulders after being acquitted, Rasanen said. Now, this is not acceptable to the left, but I'm going to tell you what. If you watch the midweek CG report coming on Wednesday, you will not believe what the left is pushing to children starting in kindergarten all the way through school. And this isn't just one crazy state. This is state after state after state. This week alone, this week alone, the perversion they're actually, can, I'll say it now and you'll just hear me repeat it again on Wednesday. One of them, they're actually promoting pornography, watching pornography to kindergartners, okay? Now, that's okay to them, but it's not okay for us to hold to a biblical moral standard. Exactly. God has spoken. Absolutely. They know a lot better than that. All right, from Breitbart. Pope Francis, Putin is sadly caught up in anachronistic claims of national interests. He's a globalist and he's a communist. Pope Francis pronounced his harshest condemnation of Russia's war on Ukraine to date. 
I'm not taking sides on this. Please don't send me emails one way or another on it, okay? It's a war. It is happening. It's reality. I understand that people are into every conspiracy theory possible. I'm not going to get into that with this. I'm just reading what the Pope is saying. Condemning Vladimir Putin's infantile and destructive aggression. While never mentioning Putin by name, the pontiff referred to some potentate sadly caught up in anachronistic claims of national interests who is provoking and fomenting conflicts. Well, if you take his logic, then the Ukraine should just say, okay, come and run us over and kill us all, right? Because it's a globalist thing and they don't have a right to their own national interests. See the logic there? There is none. Okay, so Francis warned that from the east of Europe, from the land of sunrise, the dark shadows of war have now spread. We had thought that invasions of other countries, savage street fighting, and atomic threats were grim memories of a distant past. I can tell you what, he has never read the Bible, ever, because this is the destiny of man until it destroys itself. It's, this is what's coming on the world, okay? The destiny of man has very little to do with the things that this guy talks about. It has everything to do with what it says in the book of Jeremiah. The heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Okay, it is man's heart that is causing all of these things. We'll go on. However, the icy winds of war, which bring only death, destruction, and hatred in their wake, have swept down powerfully upon the lives of many people and affected us all. Now in the night of the war that has fallen upon humanity, please let us not allow the dream of peace to fade. We need compassion and care, not ideological and populist visions fueled by words of hatred and unconcern for the concrete life of the people, ordinary people. So he throws in populism, a jab at Donald Trump. It is not Donald Trump that got us into this. It was Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the one that's responsible for all of those deaths going on over there right now. And they are profiting hugely. If you don't believe that, you wait Wednesday's report. I'll talk about the profits that are going on from Russia that you will not believe, and he has prompted all of this because Joe Biden is a communist. He wants this nation destroyed. He's doing his very best to do so as quickly as possible because his days are short. Okay, some news from the Mideast and Africa today. From the Free Beacon, new Iran nuclear deal could allow Iranian terrorists into the U.S. Now, they're denying that this is going to happen, but it's a part of it. The Biden admin's new nuclear accord with Iran is likely to include a loophole that will allow Iranian nationals linked to terrorism to enter and stay in the U.S. With negotiations over a revamped nuclear deal inching closer to completion, the Biden admin is considering a concession that will remove Iran's IRGC from the U.S. designated terror list. The removal of this designation remains one of the final sticking points in diplomatic talks surrounding a new accord. Delisting the IRGC will open the gates for Iranian terrorists to enter the U.S. and make it harder for law enforcement agencies to target IRGC affiliates operating in the U.S. According to a new assessment of policy implications authored by the Republican Study Committee, Congress's last Republican caucus and a principal opponent of a new accord. Everything he's done, every single thing that this man has done since he got into office has been following the agenda of the guy that's pulling his strings because he doesn't have anything in his head left is Barack Obama. And he wants this nation destroyed. His father was a communist, okay? He was indoctrinated into communism and he is bringing this as quickly as possible into our nation. And one of the ways he's doing that is through the sexual perversion. 
This is one of the agendas that they had, which we've read right out of the congressional record from the early 1960s. Maybe I'll read that again one of these days, is that it is one of the things that will destroy a nation such as America is to introduce this perversion. And you know what? When I was in the Air Force, I've mentioned this before, I had to listen to all these cheesy videos, okay, these late 50s and early 60s videos that were about how the communists were going to take over America. And I said, that will never happen. I watched these, I was like, this is so stupid. Every single thing that they warned us against in 1984 when I entered into the United States Air Force, every single thing is now being done actively in our U.S. military and in the U.S. government. Everything that I said it will never happen, every one of them has been pushed by the left in this nation. We are in very serious trouble and people aren't even willing to open their eyes and wake up and see it. From the Times of Israel, Iran says oil production back to pre-Trump maximum pressure sanctions levels. Oil production has reached pre-sanctioned figures despite economic pressures. Biden's done nothing. We've had the sanctions and they have flippantly ignored them. They've sold oil all over the world and Biden has done nothing. He has funded the Iranians who are funding terror throughout the world. The U.S. under President Trump unilaterally withdrew from the deal in 2018 and reimposed stringent sanctions, prompting Iran to begin rolling back on its commitments under the deal the following year. Output has been restored to pre-sanctions level of 3.8 million barrels per day after it had sharply declined following the reimposition of sanctions. We are now in a position to double our exports, the official said. In terms of energy security, the Islamic Republic is capable of achieving stability on the international scene. President Raisi's government invested $500 million to restore facilities and increase production to pre-sanctions levels within six months, he added. Oil Minister Javad Oji said Friday that oil revenues for the last Iranian calendar year, which came to a close on March 20th, registered $18 billion, about 2.5 times more than the previous year. Al Monitor. Turkey inflation hits 61% as fallout from Ukraine war continues. Turkey's annual consumption inflation jumped to a new two-decade high of 61.1% in March from 54.4% the previous month as prices rose nearly 5.5% in March alone, fueled by the commodity shock of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Producer prices, meanwhile, rose by about 9.2% in March, bringing annual producer inflation to nearly 115%. Standing out in the consumer inflation is the transport group, where prices rose more than 13% in March. Fuel prices in particular saw a string of almost daily hikes as a result of global oil price increases last month. The price of diesel, for instance, rose by an unprecedented 32% over a month. Speaking about that, I called Sergio and Rhoda. They're having their anniversary over in Israel, and we all talked to them early this morning, and... um, he was filling up the gas station while we were there, and he pointed at it, and he said, look, we're paying eight bucks a gallon here. <laughs> so there you go. Little, What's that? It, well, they were paying shekels, obviously, but he equated it for us, and it was eight bucks a gallon. So we got it pretty good so far. But it's going to get a lot worse with the guy in the White House. Okay? It's going to get a lot worse. He's doing everything possible to destroy the oil industry in America. Okay? You know, I watched a short video about the production of these uh, green cars and the environmental damage that is caused yes. can never be undone, ever. 
it is like for one car, it is like, and I'm just going to give you a number and it's not exact. Okay. But it was like 242,000 tons of earth has to be moved to build one of these cars. Okay. And the, the wind, the solar, all of these things that they're pushing are completely ineffective. They cannot. One of the things he said was that for them to do enough batteries to run these United States of America would be like 18 billion something, something, something. And they were giving the, the calculations based on the numbers that are out there. And it was like it would uh, keep America lit for like two minutes. And it's something like 18 billion of these things. It's just, it's impossible. It's not effective and it will never work. But that's not the point. The point is to destroy the United States. That's the point. Okay. In the food group, which is assigned to a 25.3% weight in the consumer inflation index, prices rose 4.7% in March, stoked by problems in the supply of a number of imported goods, such as sunflower oil due to the war in Ukraine. Annual food inflation topped 70%. This is still Turkey we're talking about. In the services group, prices rose some 4.2% in March. The controversial economic policies of President Erdogan's government have made the Turkish economy more fragile and food inflation in particular has become unrestrainable amid Ankara's failure to address long-running problems in the agricultural sector. Moreover, the government has prioritized encouraging growth over fighting inflation ahead of the presidential and parliamentary election schedule for June 2023. So Turkey could turn into a powder keg overnight, just like it has in Sri Lanka. If you've been following that, that could happen in Turkey in 10 minutes. And you can see how that could fit into the biblical scenario as well. Um, before I go on, I'm going to do something a little different for the update next Sunday. It's going to have none of what we're talking about now. It'll be more uplifting, and it's probably going to be shorter, and then we're going to have the sermon right after that, which will probably be earlier than normal, and whenever it's done, I am out of here, okay, because I've got a mother that invited me ah, on Sunday evening to Easter dinner or Resurrection Day dinner, okay, and because of that, I have to really work hard, and I'm still going to have to only stay, eat dinner, and go back home. Okay, but she asked, I'm going. Okay, now we got something interesting from Mongolia, from archaeology. Paleolithic people in Mongolia may have consumed giant camel. Sounds tasty. A species of giant two-humped camel survived in Mongolia alongside modern humans, and perhaps Neanderthals and Denisovan. Fossilized remains of the giant camel have been found in someplace I can't pronounce, cave alongside artifacts left behind by Paleolithic people. One metacarpal bone bears butchery marks and marks made by gnawing hyenas. Humans may have hunted or scavenged giant camels, drying of the climate, hunting by humans, and competition with camelus ferris, the wild Bactrian camel, all may have contributed to the extinction." So there you go. Okay, Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. What's up with that? From Georgia Star News, scientists reportedly obtained full sequence of dodo genome. Extinct bird may make a comeback. We can no longer say he's gone the way of the dodo unless we mean he came back. Okay. The dodo bird may make a comeback in the near future after recent confirmation from one scientist that the extinct animal's genome has been fully sequenced. The dodo was first noted by Dutch sailors on the Indian Ocean island of... I didn't hear it yet. 
Mauritius in the late 1590s. Somebody said Crete and somebody said somewhere else, and that's all I heard. If you said Mauritius, I'm sorry. Okay. It's what? Dodo Island. Dodo Island. Yeah, good. it's good enough. Okay. Um, it was Mauritius in the late 1590s. By the middle of the next century, it had vanished from the island, having been hunted to extinction by humans and dogs. It also suffered a loss of natural habitat due to travelers coming to the island. Speculation has long swirled as to whether or not the dodo could become de-extinct via the use of DNA technology. UC Santa Cruz evolutionary biology professor Beth Shapiro, meanwhile, told the Royal Society this week that a working group of scientists had fully sequenced the bird's genome. Yes, the dodo genome is entirely sequenced because we sequenced it. It's not been published yet, but it does exist and we're working on it right now. Shapiro said the genome would be published in the Natural History Museum of Denmark. From Mail Online, tropical birds in freefall. Study finds some species living in a protected Panamanian rainforest have declined by 90% in just over 40 years. So they may go the way of the dodo. Mail Online, well, we'll just sequence their DNA and bring them back, okay? Mail Online. Darwin was right. Birds living near the equator are more colorful than those closer to the poles, AI study finds. Well, Darwin was wrong on a lot of other things, I can tell you that. Two centuries after Charles Darwin put the theory forward, a new study finally shows that birds living near the equator are more colorful. You know, you'd just be able to think that people would get one from the equator and one from not by the equator and say, yeah, but it took them this long to figure this out. Uh, it says here... Um, Scientists have used artificial intelligence to identify the amount of color in photos of over 24,000 preserved birds from the Natural History Museum's collection. Tropical birds living near the equator are roughly 30% more colorful than non-tropical birds living near the poles, the scientists found. But they don't know exactly why. The long-held theory, first suggested by Darwin and other naturalists in the 18th and 19th centuries, has not been proven until now, the experts say. Does anybody know what color tropical leaves come out as first? Because we have them right here in Sarasota. Mangoes, for example, what, what color did they come out? They're not green, they come out red. Red, and then they turn yellow, and then they turn green. You wouldn't think that's the case, but why is that? It's because the sun is too bright in the tropical areas, and it would burn them. The chlorophyll wouldn't produce properly, and so they have been designed, not evolved by God, to come out a certain way, okay? Same thing with the colors of the birds. All they have to do is look to what God has done, and they'll figure this out. It's a dangerous world. Include, by the way, the mangoes are doing really well this year. I can't, well, we get the big ones and they're so tasty. And then by the time we're done with that tree, everybody's like, please don't bring any more to church. We don't want any more mangoes. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. Let's see how that's going. From Mercury News, California drought. Sierra snowpack falls to one of the lowest in 70 years. Hence, they had lower 70 years ago. We've always had these type of events, but climate change is making them more severe. Well, how can that be if they had worse ones 70 years ago? Exactly. Raw story. Iowa's bird flu death toll tops 13 million. Just in Iowa. That's bad. Newsweek. Man gets... Some of you have heard this, and you're not going to be shocked, but I just read it again, and I'm still shocked. 
Man gets 87 COVID shots to collect yes. and sell vaccine passports. Yes. With some older patients now cleared to get as many as four doses of the COVID-19 vaccine, one man is accused of receiving an extreme number of them as part of a scam. The 61-year-old man from Germany, whose name has not been disclosed to the public, is accused of receiving at least 87 doses of the COVID vaccine, sometimes getting as many as three a day. His plan allegedly was to collect filled out vaccine passports to sell to anti-vaxxers. He's now under investigation by German authorities. Follow, this is like the stupidest man on the planet. Following complaints from Kai Kronik, the German branch of the Red Cross in the state of Saxony, a spokesperson for the organization told local newspaper Free Press, it's suspected that he showed up at different vaccination sites with different blank cards with his real name on them. After they were filled out, he would, by some method, alter them to remove his own name and sell them to, it's called an eraser, and sell them to anti-vaccination advocates. We then observed this and warned the other vaccination centers in Saxony, the German Red Cross spokesperson told the paper. Mail online. Uh, last week we heard about microplastics in blood. No, not water, blood. Okay, this week, mail online, brand new article. Microplastics are found in human lungs for the first time. You're breathing in plastic particles galore, folks. Morality is declining. Here's some news on that. Gateway Pundit. UK hospitals are now being encouraged to ask all men under 60 if they are pregnant before getting medical procedures. Yes, new guidance from several NHS trusts, which are similar to US state hospital associations, is telling UK hospitals to ask the pregnancy question to all patients under the age of 60, regardless of how they may identify their gender before treatment for certain conditions, according to the UK Telegraph. The policy change comes after health officials were bullied and pressured by trans activists who claimed that the existence of single-sex wards in hospitals amounted to discrimination against trans people. So you've got the lunatics bullying the scientists in the scientist cave. From Fox News, Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine urges use of chest feeding and parents' milk in new guidance. Biden administration uses phrase birthing people instead of mothers in the 2022 budget proposal. We've got nothing but perverts in the administration right now. They're moral minuscules, every single one of them. Mail online, Seattle Museum hosts $400 week-long summer camp for kids as young as 12 that teaches the art of drag, how to create a persona and hair and makeup techniques. Breitbart, you think this is bad, wait till Wednesday. UK doctors to be paid for putting people on transgender sex change hormones. Wow. That sounds like a smart idea. Little kid comes in and is confused about what gender he is. Oh, I'll get paid more if I give this kid these yeah. drugs. Yeah. The trial scheme will see GPs in Sussex receive 178 pounds per year in taxpayer cash for every person. They sign up to take cross-sex hormone therapy, an additional 91 pounds a year for annual health checks for transgender, non-binary, and intersex patients. In order to be qualified for the scheme, doctors will merely be required to take a two-and-a-half-hour online training session. The program is set to run in Brighton and Hove, East Sussex, and West Sussex for the next three years. 
Healthcare is dead. Georgia Star News already stretched thin. Border agents must now use politically correct pronouns under new edict. Yeah. Battered by COVID-19, waves of illegal immigrants, and we're going to have over a million in the next few months coming over that border. And fears of even larger surges ahead, custom and border protection officers have a new burden. They must now be sure to use proper pronouns for LGBTQI LMNOP migrants. The new requirement was included at the bottom of a much larger announcement by DHS concerning changes instituted on International Trans Day of Visibility, facilitating effective communication at U.S. ports of entry and beyond. CBP has provided a job aid and memorandum to all staff that will serve as a guide for facilitating effective communication with the diverse public. The guidance includes using gender-neutral language and an individual's self-identified pronouns and name. They're forced to do this, and if they don't do this, they're going to lose their jobs. Mail online. Five federal agencies, including the Department of Justice and Education, refuse to define a woman days after New SCOTUS Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson did the same because she isn't a biologist. She could not tell the people that asked her what defined her as a woman. She couldn't tell them that. And now five federal agencies are refusing to define what a woman is. The left in this nation is absolutely insane. Some other news from around the world. Before I give you our other news, please be sure to check out the Superior Word sermons. They're a lot happier than what you're hearing right now. But I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hide the news from you. This is reality. This is what's going on in the world. If you're only watching CNBC and, you know, ABC, you're never going to hear this because they are in bed with these people. They are communists. They do not want this nation to succeed. They want to be in top, up on the top of the Tower of Babel with all the little peons down in the bottom below the water. That's what they want. Zero Hedge. Florida voter registration. Republicans overtake Democrats by 100,000. In November 2021, DeSantis announced that Florida, where Democrats held an advantage over Republicans of well over 260,000 voters when he took office in 2019, saw a net gain of over 300,000 new Republican voters. On February 20, we got a couple that just got their green card here a day ago, so soon they're going to be able to become citizens. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about some people in the church. I won't give their names, and, but they got their green cards, and I said, when you get your citizenship, don't vote Democrat. They said, we just left a place that does that. We're not going to do that. Good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where was I? They saw a net gain of over 300,000 new Republican voters. On February 28, 2022, the Florida Department of State reported that there were 5,135,377 registered Republicans and 5,045,849 registered Democrats, a difference of 89,528. But according to the new data released by the governor's office, there are now 5,145,878 registered Republicans and 5,044,802 registered Democrats, a staggering difference of 101,076. More startling is the revelation that the historically blue stronghold, listen to this, of Miami-Dade County is losing Democrat voters. As of April 1st, 2020, they're tired of this. They're tired of having their lives controlled by people that have an agenda. Okay? 
As of April 1st, 2022, there were 585,882 registered Democrats in Miami-Dade compared to 427,000 Republicans. At the end of 2021, Miami-Dade had 594,924 registered Democrats, a loss of more than 9,000 voters in three months. That's a tumble of nearly 41,000 from the 635,842 registered Democrats in Miami-Dade at the end of 2020. In Hernando County, where Republicans have traditionally held a majority, the number of registered Democrats has fallen to third place below Republicans and others for the first time in its nearly 180-year history. Florida was the number one relocation destination for Americans in 2020. New York and California, both heavily Democratic, took first and second place in the contest for which states had the most people choosing to leave. In 2021, Florida fell to second place as most popular relocation state behind Texas. A number of factors have been cited by DeSantis to account for the influx of new residents. Florida has no state income tax. It does not assess an estate tax or an inheritance tax. It also has property taxes below the national average. However, the governor insists that what's attracting people to Florida is his refusal to allow the rights of Florida's residents especially parents, to be restricted by liberal ideologies and policies. DeSantis refused to allow extended lockdowns on schools and businesses in the wake of the CCP virus, and he and we're healthier than any other state in the nation because we have the right governor, and he banned forced masking and critical race theory from public schools. I've said this, and I'll say it again. There were six Republican governors in this nation, six, if they weren't in the office at the time, this nation would be completely different than it is right now. They saved this nation from what the left was trying to do. They saved this nation. Six men and women. In May 2021, he signed Senate Bill 2006, effectively banning vaccine passports. In July 2021, DeSantis signed the Parents' Bill of Rights into law, providing parents with control of their child's education, upbringing, and health care had nothing to do. The most mild sentence I read last Wednesday in that bill, which everybody was going crazy about, was saying that you can't promote perversion to kindergartners. That was it. And on December 15, 2021, DeSantis announced Stop the Wrongs to Our Kids and Employees, or Woke Act, a legislative proposal that will give businesses, employees, children, and families tools to fight back against woke indoctrination. On June 15, 2021, advice offered by Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd to those moving to Florida from blue states, do me a favor and don't vote the way the majority of the people voted from where you came or you'll have here what they have there, guaranteed. And he's right. He must have heard me on the update because I've said that at least a thousand times. Epic Times, citing racial discrimination, black leaders target Roe versus Wade, they are finally waking up. I've been saying this for years. The most dangerous place on the planet for a baby is in the womb of a black mother. The most dangerous place on the planet. A major lawsuit on behalf of unborn black babies making its way through the courts in Alabama has legal abortion in the crosshairs, alleging that the abortion industry is deliberately targeting black Americans and other minorities. And these are black leaders that are coming out with this. Good. Oil price. Biden administration signals no Gulf of Mexico leases through 2023. 
He's done everything possible to damage the oil industry. And then he blames Russia. He blames Ukraine. He blames this person and that. He is doing it purposefully, trying to destroy an industry. Breitbart. House Democrats block consideration for American energy independence from Russia Act for the fourth time. Democrats, they block everything that has any sense, any sense at all. Okay, who said it? I would remind you that extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. And let me remind you also that moderation in the pursuit of justice is no virtue. No. No, close. Barry Goldwater. There's a German guy took his best shot with an anti-vax passport sales plot. 87 and all's what he planned for the halls. Sad to say, now the whole thing's for naught. It would have been good shot. That would have been good. Okay, we got a couple ironies here for you, and then we'll be done. Weasel zippers. Democrat rep Maxine Waters tells a group of homeless people to just go home. She did. And from Unilad, author of How to Murder Your Husband on Trial, accused of murdering her husband. Yes, such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.